0: Good morning, morning. and welcome to Morning Prayers. I'd invite you to stand as you are able and join together in a responsive reading of Psalm 31, found in your Black Appleton Psalter book. In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be ashamed. Deliver me in thy righteousness. my rock and my fortress. Therefore, for thy name's sake, lead me and guide me. Pull me out of the nest that they have laid me, for me, Into thine hand I commit my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me, O God, O God of truth. I will glad and hast not shut me up into the hand of the enemy. Thou hast set my feet in a large room.
1: I my I Nevertheless, thou the voice of my supplications, and
0: O love the Lord, all ye th- his saints, for the Lord preserveth the faithful, and plentifully rewardeth the proud doer.
1: Be
2: of good courage, and he Good morning. When I uh, agreed on this date to speak, um, I confess I had no idea that it would end up being Diwali, which is uh, perhaps the most important uh, religious holiday in Hinduism. Uh, Unfortunately, I am not uh, the person on this campus best equipped to guide you through the intricacies of the Ramayana. So instead, I wanted to share with you some thoughts about uh, one of the harder parts of Diwali for me. Uh, Diwali, as you may know, is the festival of lights. And on the darkest night of this month, uh, as with many such festivals, it's a harvest festival, uh, Hindus place lights to guide uh, the goddesses and the gods to their homes. It begins two days ago on Van where we clean our homes to welcome gods. And then tonight, uh, we light lights so that gods will be able to come to our home. Um, It is a night of excess. It's a night of sweets and fireworks and gifts. Uh, It's July 4th and Christmas uh, rolled into one. Um, But fundamentally, it is also about Lakshmi, um, who is a goddess uh, who is really celebrated on this day and who you may know less about than others. Uh, She's not nearly as beatific as Krishna or as likable as Ganesh or as dramatic as Shiva, but she's nonetheless quite important. Uh, She is the wife of Vishnu, and she is um, the goddess of wealth, uh, fortune, and prosperity. And on this day, we, we pray for wealth, fortune, and prosperity. Uh, she is uh, quite, a res- quite a magnificent figure. She's presented as resplendent in a, in a red sari with much gold thread. Um, she's associated with owl and an elephant to symbolize productivity and economic activity. Um, and in many ways, it, it is fundamentally about uh, praying for her for good fortune and wealth. And I think this uh, embrace of, of wealth is what I've always struggled with about this holiday. Uh, It is this idea that we are praying for wealth and prosperity that I've found uh, complicated. You know, for me, Hinduism and spirituality, more generally, has been associated with uh, asceticism and self-denial. And Diwali and Lakshmi is is the opposite of that. And I think it's important, or sorry, I think it's easy to associate morality with uh, self-denial and self-abnegation as opposed to indulgence. And this is, in many ways, a holiday of indulgence. Uh, And in fact, the Lakshmi Puja in our home, uh, historically, has been associated with the passing down of coins uh, from generation to generation and the washing of those coins, silver coins, and the presenting of those coins uh, to the Lord uh, in the hopes of multiplying it into more coins in the future. And and I confess I've always found that perhaps a little crass or, or something that I struggled with as being the centerpiece of a religious ceremony. But I think like many dualisms that Western trained minds try to resolve, uh, there is in fact nothing wrong uh, with uh, praying and hoping for prosperity and wealth. And in fact, Lakshmi's four hands symbolize the four ends of Hinduism. You're probably familiar, you may be familiar with dharma, which is uh, living an ethical life, or kama, the search for love, or moksha, the search for self-knowledge. But the fourth hand is associated with the search for prosperity and material well-being. Well, material well-being. So I think my struggle with this unease with praying for wealth, of course, I think is is slightly deeper, which is the deeper unease is uh, with praying for abundance as opposed to asceticism. In fact, I think um, I've convinced, I had convinced myself that somehow hoping for abundance was problematic, uh, that hoping for the abundance of love or friendship or money or food and light is problematic and that somehow denying oneself those things brings one closer to God. So as I was considering this talk, I came to realize that uh, perhaps I had tried to resolve this dualism between uh, indulgence and self-denial perhaps too much, uh, and I should rather try to embrace it. So uh, I close with one of my father's adages, which, of course, uh, is much better in Gujarati than it is in English, but I'll share it to you with you anyway. Uh, it is this, when, when Lakshmi, the goddess of wealth, comes to provide a blessing, or Chandlo, which is a, a mark on your forehead, uh, don't tell her that you need to first go wash your face. So, you know, what does this mean? To me, it suggests that we are often our own worst enemy in embracing good fortune. We often convince ourselves that somehow we are not worthy of it. So on this day, I want to uh, unhesitatingly and unapologetically and unreservedly uh, wish much abundance to you in your life, an abundance of love and of friendship, um, but also of wealth and of material well-being. So, Salam Mubarak and happy Vivaldi.
0: and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Now if you would please stand as you are able to join in our hymn, God Moves in a Mysterious Way, hymn number 201 in your red hymnal. go in peace to love and serve the Lord in all that we do.